The Auburn Tigers landed two 2024 commitments over the weekend, but every Auburn fan is asking, what is going on with Bo Hughley? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. And happy Monday. Obviously, Auburn just wrapped up everything with Big Cat Weekend, arguably their biggest recruiting weekend of the season. And here to break it down with me on this Monday, Lindsey Crosby, writer at AuburnDaily.com, also the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsey, we will talk about some of the other drama with Bo Hughley uh, coming up. But first things first, let's talk about the guys that kind of put themselves out there and said, hey, I'm committing to Auburn. Both 2024 class guys. Amon Lane, a very talented corner, currently listed as a three-star. I think he could play into a four-star. He's got plenty of time to do it. And then, um, obviously, the, the quarterback of the 2024 class, Adrian Posse. He is uh, a great size, very dynamic. Once again, these guys still have two years left of, of high school football, a lot to prove. But, you know, a lot of folks think he could eventually play into being a five-star. But just kind of big-picture takeaways when you look at these two guys. So the big thing for me is, one, going out and getting your quarterback early. Something that you, I mean, that is the foundation of your class. That usually ends up being one of your primary recruiters. Yeah, uh, Guys are coming to play for you because they want to play with that quarterback. So going out and getting him early, I'm a little nervous about us talking about a posse for the next five or six years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if YouTube's going to flag this. If people, you know, if people are turn people off. Yeah. But um, I like the size, 6'4", 230. Uh, I like the arm strength that you've seen on on. On video, he can get the ball outside the hashes to the sideline. Doesn't run a ton. I right. think he's got some time if he wanted to work on that. Uh, and then just some of the some of the scouting notes is, you know, a little bit of pocket presence work to do, maybe that internal clock. But for the most part, the raw tools are there. And we know Brian Harson. that's what he wants. He wants a guy that fits the mold. Right. It's got the tools that he can develop into a top-tier passer. Yeah, and, you know, you say those things about him. I've read similar notes about him and just watching some of his highlights. Sure, I get it, but the the ceiling of this kid's ridiculous. But still, everything that we've seen from this kid, he it is from his sophomore season, his sophomore year of high school, which is ridiculous. Think about 2024, guys. So he's about to start his uh, junior year, which is absolutely crazy. So, I mean, he's got so much time to learn. And the fact that he's already committed, he didn't have to worry about other, you know, schools coming after him or anything like that. I'm sure he'll still go to the pro for uh, go through the process to some extent, but um, he's got plenty of time to focus and get better. But a lot of what he does looks like a Brian Harson quarterback, like you said, kind of that pro style. You know, beat you with his arm before anything else, but great size, and it, it seems like he's got, you know, a, a good understanding of, of what opposing defenses are trying to do. And I think adding him really lessened the blow this weekend of Brock Lynn officially picking Ohio State um, over Florida State and, of course, the Auburn Tigers. Um, Because, one, it'll be interesting to see what Auburn does about the quarterback position in the 2023 class. But whoever is the member of the 2023 class at the quarterback position, 
they're going to have a really tough time getting on the field because I think Holden Gurner is going to be better than any kind of prospect that Auburn's going to be able to bring in when you look at the available guys that are out there. So I, I don't know how much it really matters. It may matter more on the recruiting ranking side of things than anything else. But I think if you go in and get, you know, an Adrian Posse of 2024, which obviously Auburn did over Big Cat Weekend, all of a sudden the timing makes a little bit more sense putting him two years behind Holden Gurner, who we all think will be the starter um, for a few seasons here while he's on the planes. Yeah, you know, and it's it's something where I'm not going to say you punt on that 23 quarterback because you you yeah. never want to leave that position out when you recruit. Like you said, one, the rankings take that into account. But right. then two, roster construction and how guys can transfer and things like that. You need to have somebody every year coming in your room for competition and to make things better. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you said, it does kind of lessen the blow. And now you can see the succession plan. And so it gives you the stability of saying, hey, Brian Harson has a plan short term as far as Calzada and Ashford and TJ Finley. I feel obligated to name him as well. Sure. But then long term, he has a, a plan of, you know, Erner comes in in red shirts. He comes in, he's able to play for a few seasons. We have a quarterback and posse coming in behind him. So it kind of shows that forward thinking that you have to do on the macro level and kind of reminds us that this is a much bigger deal than just who do I start on Sun on Saturday. Like mm -hmm. this is a you have to look at multiple years and a long, longer window than we all think about when you're discussing this and debating this and trying to figure out who to give offers to and who not to give offers to. Right. Yeah. And so from you know the the quarterback in the 2023 class point of view, I'm fine if they go out and get a kid. Heck, they can find a local kid if, if it makes sense. But, I mean, Brock Glenn, like, I just don't see Brock Glenn going out and being that big recruiter for Ohio State anyway. Would he have been that big recruiter for Auburn if he had chosen to, to you know, go to Auburn? I, I just, I'm not seeing that. We'll see if folks flock to Ohio State to play with him. And so, it may not have that much of an impact anyway. We'll have to see. We will certainly have to see. As far as the other 2024 edition, Amon yeah, Lane. You, Before you get there. Yeah, the sure. The 2023 quarterback. What are the chances that your 2023 quarterback is Davis Harson? He's not a 23 quarterback, is he? He's a, Oh, no, he's not. He's a junior this year. Yeah, he's he, a 24 he, He's a 24 kid, too. Unless yeah. he reclassifies. He's, he's a 24 kid. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. I figured that was a slam dunk right there. Um, you got to think, you got to think he's got an inside track. So we'll see. Um, he's his dad, obviously Brian Harson quote tweeted him a video of him working out in Auburn's, uh, indoor facilities. So he certainly got the upper hand in some extent. So good for him. Good for him for sure. The other guy that, that Auburn added from the 2024 class this weekend, Amon Lane, a really, really talented corner from, uh, from Moody. Uh, up outside of Birmingham. He, once again, this is sophomore tape we're looking at, Lindsay. It's sophomore stuff. So, like, it's not going to be perfect. They've got two years to fix all this. But he does a lot of things really, really well. He does a good job primarily of all this tape that I was able to find. The vast majority of it, he was an outside corner. And they did a lot of stuff close to the line of scrimmage. And I think... He's got decent size, 5'11", 180 pounds. He's good at initiating contact. He's not afraid to, to come up and, and make tackles behind the line of scrimmage. And also, Lindsey, he did a lot of special team stuff. Now, normally when you talk about defensive backs, 
especially highly rated defensive backs, you think, oh, okay, they're going to be effective in the return game. That's not what you see when you look at his stuff. His willingness to just go down there and knock a kid out on kickoff coverage and punt coverage is really, really exciting. And also, he was on a punt return unit. I saw a few plays where he was on a punt return unit, not returning punts, but at the line of scrimmage, blocking and being physical and not letting guys release off of the line of scrimmage. So, um, to me, that shows willingness. To me, that shows, hey, I just want to be on the field and competing. And I just think that's a lot of what Brian Harson's looking for. I was about to say, that feels like the definition of a Brian Harson football player right yeah. there. The guy's like, hey, can you put me on the punt team? I don't know. I don't want to return. I just want to go block somebody. Can you put me? Can I be a gunner? It's like, you're our starting quarter. Can you be a gunner, though? Like, you know, it's that yeah. feels like a Brian Harson trait. I love trait. it. That, that work ethic, that willingness to to do the dirty work and to, you know, take part in every facet of the game, uh, pass coverage and run stopping, uh, take part in special teams. Right. That very much feels like the definition of what we think of as a Brian Harson player. I love it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So congrats to Amon Lane and Adrian Posse. I think um, hopefully this weekend was what you wanted it to be with your announcement. Um, both of them got to kind of do it on their terms, which I think was really, really cool. All right, what in the world is happening with Bo Hughley, the four-star offensive tackle that has been committed to Georgia since September? He was at Auburn this weekend for multiple days. A lot of weird reports out there. What does it all mean? We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. But as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Look, a ton of people. We're talking millions of people every week check out LinkedIn Jobs. Of all of those folks, you were able to create your job listing for free at LinkedIn Jobs and also filter out applicants however you see fit. You talk about all those people coming to you, and then all of a sudden, LinkedIn gives you the best folks available for you to hire, and then you can just interview them. It's that easy. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. 40 million job seekers every single week visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. All right, Lindsay, Bo Hughley, the four-star offensive tackle. And this is a Langston Hughes guy. So an Atlanta guy, teammates with Terrence Love, Auburn defensive back commit for 2023. So there's a relationship there. And look, Bo Hughley spent a lot of time in Auburn. He is very interested in Auburn. Even after he committed to the Tigers, this coaching staff has not let off in recruiting him, which is very, very exciting. And I think that's a big picture takeaway from this weekend that, that a, lot of, a lot of folks need to really like. Harson and this coaching staff, they are not backing off when guys that they want are committing elsewhere, which is very, very exciting. But it sounds like Braden Joyner, the offensive line commit, the first member of the 2023 class, he committed back on January 1st. You know, he's... It sounds like he followed Hughley all week. You know, offensive lineman, the offensive lineman. I'm sure, you know, his outgoing personality um, really helped the Tigers. But, man, I just think, um, I think Auburn's slowly chipping away at this. And there were a lot of reports, Lindsay, that there was a chance he was going to commit this weekend. Um, he left Auburn without committing. I assume he is back home now as we record this late Sunday night. But it seems like both staffs 
Georgia and Auburn feel really good about it. And so you saw um, Duke with 247 with Auburn undercover put out a, a crystal ball um, with a six confidence out of 10. He then raised it to nine, saying he was very confident that that was going to happen. Keith Niebuhr, who I think is one of the best in the business, he kind of, I won't say he echoed that, but he said a similar take as far as this coaching staff feels really, really good about him. He put a prediction in for on three. And then you look at George's beat writers, and they're saying the exact same thing, Lindsay. So um, he's telling both staffs the same thing. And so that's something that um, that I think Auburn fans have been hurt from in the past. And I think, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing a lot of folks kind of have a sour taste in their mouth from this weekend just because of the Bo Hughley stuff. Yeah, and I think the, the the big thing here, he's taken four unofficial visits and now an official visit. He took three unofficials to Georgia and he committed. He has not taken an official visit to Georgia from what I can find. And like you said, he has a teammate in, you know, like one of his teammates has already committed to us. The big thing here, I think, is Zach Etheridge. Mm-hmm. How often does Zach Etheridge miss on a guy? I feel like it doesn't happen that often. And so... Him committing so early, being a four-star, uh, you know, Georgia's big thing. I think their number, their class is like third right now. They they go out and they try to find the five stars at every position. Part of me has to wonder, did he find out they were recruiting over his head and that they were trying to go out and find somebody um, with a higher rating to come in? And sure. that's kind of why he started talking to Auburn a little more, took an official visit, took one to Nebraska too. I don't think that means anything, but um, – Something where I feel I feel good about if Georgia doesn't handle this correctly, he'll come here. My only question is, he's got Del McGee and Stacey Sarles recruiting him from Georgia. What's yeah. going to happen there? Yeah, right. And so, you know, Zach Gethridge being the the area recruiter there, just because of him being in Atlanta, that's that's a big part of it. But I don't I don't feel good about this recruitment. I can't wait to talk to John Garcia later in the week about this to get you know the national perspective on it. But until until he flips, I'm just I'm just not going to buy it. Um, maybe that's me being pessimistic about the whole thing. But if it's, I don't know, you look at these kids and it's just like so many different factors go into all these different kids and different kids care about different things. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on what he wants. Um, if he wants family and, you know, he wants a connection to somewhere, I think Auburn makes sense. But in this new world of college football, if you're preaching championships and you're preaching NIL, I don't think we're beating Georgia head-to-head. So it's, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what Zach Etheridge does to win this recruiting battle. It's going to be really, really fascinating. The, the whole offensive line and defensive line recruitment has been really bad um, so far. It needs to be better. I certainly think it can be better. They've close. They're close all the time. They just need to take one step further and until that happens, I'm just not going to feel good about recruitment on either side of the, the, the line of scrimmages right now. Yeah, we keep seeing stuff like Ashley Williams, the four-star edge out of Louisiana. There's a uh, promise de- there, though. Decommitted from there, Nebraska. There's promise there. Decommitted de- from, from Nebraska. But it's something where, one, he was committed for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that's been locked in for a year like we're talking about. And that, you know. Good point. With Bo. But then also, it's something where, like, if you you could get in there and you can parse their comments and you can kind of look at what they said. Williams complained about, like, a lapse in communication and, you know, Nebraska made out they had it in the bag and things like that. 
But at the end of the day, it all comes down to what are you going to look like in the fall? Mm-hmm. Can this kid picture himself being on your team, on your roster? Uh, if Auburn doesn't go out and win some games this fall, none of it matters. And you can keep being – Auburn, to me, Auburn is the bridesmaid and not the bride in so many of these yeah. because the way last season ended. But another keep- another element, though, Lindsay, of like, you know, all these things that could be important to these kids, and both of the guys were mentioning, Ashley Williams, the edge defender out of Louisiana, and Bo Hughley, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. You, you look at both of these guys, and they're, they're massive, massive positions of need. And so I don't know Nebraska's edge situation. I assume it's not great, but maybe maybe that's ignorant of me. I don't think anything's great at Nebraska. Uh, you said it, not me. But the whole we are adding a locked on Husker soon though, so that that's exciting. Um, but path to playing time, like how important it is getting on the field to you? Because offensive tackle definitely. Um, I don't care what you do in the transfer portal. Like he's got a chance to start day one. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with a whole offensive line probably leaving after the season, he's got a shot for it, at least to compete, uh, regardless of what you do in the transfer portal. And then same same with any edge player that is coming in this offseason. Um, any edge player that comes in, whether, you know, Wilkie Denard, uh, obviously you're probably going to add some dudes in the transfer portal. We'll have to see. But, you know, path to playing time is very clear at both of those spots. It's just what is important to you. That's what's important here. What is important to these kids. And that's, that's just something that we're, we're not going to know right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 10 of the day. You do what you can. You have an event like big cat weekend. Yep. You sh- show the, sh- show the guys a good time. Show them what being in Auburn is about. We've talked about that. Get guys on campus, let them see this community, let them see uh, what we have as far as whether it's a football only facility that'll right. be online by the time these guys are here or mm-hmm. just what Auburn has as a city, get them here and then go out and handle your business in the fall, and it's going to take care of itself, ultimately. No, no question. All right, so there, there's been a lot of talk since SEC Media Days about, you know, Brian Harson. He certainly handled himself well in front of the media, got a lot of Auburn fans excited, totally successful trip to Atlanta for SEC Media Days. Then Big Cat Weekend comes. Where's the fan base right now as we go into fall camp starting later this week? We touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events and the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. All that is at betonline.net. Look, their website is so easy to use on your phone. Just type it in right now, betonline.net, and check out everything that they have going on and make a deposit. And start wagering on some of these games. Check it all out at Bet Online. That's where the game starts. Lindsey Crosby, my guest today. So they really had a chance to steal the show, and I think they were on their way to doing it with adding the two 2024 commits. And then uh, I think the Bo Hughley thing. And I hate it because I don't think it's the coaching staff's fault. I think it's some of the reports from media that said, hey, there's a solid chance that this happens this week. Um, now, the staff did feel like that was going to be something that happened, but it, it didn't. That's not really their fault. They can't really cover it from, from that angle. So um, the Bo Hughley thing from a lot of folks that follow Auburn football closely and you know are constantly updating the message boards throughout the weekend following what's going on, what they're taking with them into the week is not getting Bo Hughley. It's not fair, 
it's just the reality. Um, I just hate it, Lindsay, because I think a lot of Auburn fans are feeling good after what Brian Harson said to the media at media days. Yeah, I mean, one of the the big consensus takeaways that we heard from from national media who likes to parachute in and talk crap about Auburn and leave again uh, is, you know, Brian Harson came out fighting and he came out defiant that, you know, they tried to get rid of me. It didn't work. We're ready to go this season. Yeah. The players are all on board. The culture's changed. Let's do this. And I think, I think part of this comes back to there hasn't been a ton of recruiting wins to drown out the noise. Mm-hmm. And so when you are at a point where it looks like, or people are expecting you to get a Bo Hughley commit right. flip and he doesn't do it. That's why that becomes the story. If you, if you have a top 10 class right now, I don't think Bo Hughley is a, as big of a deal. I just think it's something where right now people are thinking about, this is another trend of Auburn, not able to close the deal on a guy. And that's going to be the predominant story until you either fix that thing yeah. or give the media a new thing to talk about. Which some of that is silly, right? Because even yeah. if he would have flipped to Auburn this weekend, it's still going to come down to, you know, whenever he signs, I assume it would be the early signing period. It's still going to be down to Auburn and Georgia. Georgia would not have stopped recruiting him. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair that this is kind of the takeaway, but... It it is, um, it is what it is. Lindsay, before we wrap up our conversation today, you are baseball's Lindsay Crosby. Tell folks what our thick King did. Sonny Deshara did in his major league baseball debut or not major league baseball, professional baseball debut. So Sonny Deshara, uh, started at DH for the Rocket City Trash Pandas. The Trash Pandas. Let's go. The Trash Pandas. We are all Trash Pandas on this glorious day. That's correct. Uh, and goes out there first at bat. Gets a hit. Love it. Second at bat. Yes. Two run double. Breaks it. And then proceeds to get on base via walk and hit by pitch in his third and fourth at bats. So two for two. Um, four total bases. Love it. Two RBIs in his first game. And it's something where, I mean, I tried to tell everybody. We both tried to tell everybody. Listen, the kid's really good at hitting the baseball. Yeah, I will say though, so I, I I do love. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, the trash pandas tweeted about it. And they called him the Thick King. It's it, the name has gone with him. I know it. I love it so much. Gosh, I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those that don't know, Lindsay's other life is covering you know the minor leagues, and part of that is covering the MLB draft, which you did an outstanding job of that a few weeks ago. But yeah, you you talked about him on your show, and it's like. Look, you know, I covered this guy all season. Like, he's good. He can hit yeah. the baseball, and, and he's proven it um, day one, which is awesome, which is awesome. Um, will you be watching Auburn basketball play in Israel tomorrow? I'm going to do my best. Um, whether I actually see it in person or not, you know, I'm sorry, live, yeah. depends on the trade deadline for MLB right? and on how my boss is feeling. So I may or may not watch it live, but the plan is to try to watch it. I know that Bruce said it's going to be, it's four quarters. That's different. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be a lot of different lineups. They just want to test some stuff out. I'm really excited to see what Twitter does to an entire country when we beat their basketball team. Yikes. That'd be awesome. Because we're going to meme the nation of Israel's Twitter account. 
Hey, if, if you are at work and you can't follow what's happening on TV, you can go to auburndaily.com. We will have a live blog keeping everybody up to date with everything going on. So, Lindsay, before we wrap up, how can people find you, hear you, and all that good stuff? My Auburn baseball content, auburndaily.com. My podcast, Locked on, Locked on MLB Prospects, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tuesday, big day for us, MLB trade deadline. I'm going to be busy hopping on a ton of shows. Um, the merch, aushirts.com. And if you just want to keep up with all of those things together, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Yeah, yeah. A few thick King shirts flew off the shelves this weekend in support of Sunny. So be sure to check that out, aushirts.com. You can read all my written work at auburndaily.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. And of course, subscribe here at Locked on Auburn. We'll be back tomorrow with a Charlie Tuesday right here on Locked on Auburn.